theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. about what God is doing I want you to you know what um, let me think about this thing here for a moment praise God praise God okay thank you Jesus praise God thank you Jesus Okay. All right. I got it. I know what I'm going to do. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Not you. Praise God. But the rest of the band, amazing. Yeah. And Marcus, let's see if we can, if we can get this. I know we didn't get a chance to EQ it beforehand, but if we can, great. If not, give me a cue and I'll kill it. Um, I'm super excited about today, and I want you to hang with me for a moment because I'm going to kind of uh, treach, if you will, teach, preach, and maybe just share a little bit of my heart. So if it looks like I'm all over the map, it might be because that's I'm all over the map. Uh, but I'm excited about what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing at Extraordinary Church, and I give God praise for that. We tried to do this Vision Sunday, um, February 6th. And if you recall, the glory of the Lord just filled this place. We were not able to preach the word and we just, the Lord just ministered and it was a beautiful time. And I give God praise for what he's doing. Though I do believe, I know God to be sovereign. He is in control. And I don't believe it to be any happenstance or coincidence. I believe God has ordained it today for me to preach this word because I believe what's happening in the natural is a reflection of what's happening in the spirit. And so, uh, as many of you all know, uh, I'm thankful uh, and I rejoice our province and things are even happening federally, but our province has decided to loosen or release several restrictions and <laughs> praise God. I think this is probably the most I've ever said about it because <laughs> I just believe in preaching Jesus from the sacred desk. But I'm thankful that they have released uh, and there are no longer any capacity limits. And that is exciting. And so as you all know, we have taken a very conservative, diligent approach. Shout out to all of our dream teamers who show up to clean and sterilize. They will continue to do so. And if you're not a part of that team, you need to get in on that and come help us serve and get everything ready for folks when they come. Praise God. But March 20th, March 20th, we are going to, guess what you won't have to do March 20th? You won't have to register. Just come on in, bring your mama and them, your family, your friends, your neighbors. We're going to have a great time. We do need you to register this Sunday, though. Justin McKenzie, the 20th, when we have him, you don't have to register. Of course, we'll still follow all other provincial guidelines, but I'm super excited about that. Also, uh, I was reminded that we have sent out via email all of our uh, con contribution statements in the event that you did not receive yours. You might want to check your spam, and if it's not there or you have, you know, for whatever reason it didn't populate or show up, just reach out to Joyce. Just contact, call us at the office, and she will make sure that you get your contribution statement. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor God is good. Look at your other neighbor, tell them God is real good. Praise God. I'm excited about what God is doing at Extraordinary Church. If you don't know, Extraordinary Church is a young church plant, uh, and my family and I, we came here almost four years ago to the date. We arrived March 20th, 2018, and so we are excited. I'm not a Canadian yet, but I will say this. 
I look forward to this warm weather. I've been looking forward to this. I was like, woo, Jesus. Praise God. And so I'm in learning to enjoy the warm days when we have them. But I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of a global pandemic where we were locked down for, as a matter of fact, I've pastored more in a global pandemic than I have a pre-pandemic. God still moved. Praise God. I rejoice, and I just want to take a moment and highlight a couple of things, if you will. I just want to, I'm not going to, I'm going to do a more exhaustive analysis and presentation in our business meeting that will be coming up in April. But for right now, I just want to highlight a couple of things. I want to tell you what's taking place at our worship experiences. I want you to know that we had, just last year alone, we had, uh, this is amazing, 129 first-time guests. Praise God. Keep in mind that that means basically like six months out of the year. That's basically six or seven months out of the year. We had 129 first-time guests. Don't tell me people aren't hungry for God. We had 17 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And in many cases, thank you, Elvis. That's a reason to rejoice. Thank you, Pastor Barry. In many cases, we had people get the Holy Ghost on a FaceTime or via Zoom. I'm telling you, God is not bound by technology. He is moving in this day. He's healing and filling and delivering, and we ought to celebrate what God is doing. Praise God. We had 19 people we baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and I celebrate you, Jesus. It's your doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. I want you to know that we had 40 people attend our pastor's meet and greet last year. We had 19 of them go through growth track. Our first steps, one, two, and three. And I'm so excited about what God is doing. And you know what I believe? And you're good, baby, right now. Just, but don't go anywhere today. I know we didn't talk about it, but praise God. Daddy's girl. But... Here's what I, you know what I believe? I believe the best is ahead of us. I really do believe what God is creating and building here. I feel like we're at the tipping point. I feel like we're on a fault line. I feel like it's remarkably evident, at least to me, if you would look with spiritual eyes and not natural eyes, if you would look with a heart filled with faith, I believe we're closer to the day when we start baptizing thousands in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that to get anybody hyped up. I'm saying that I believe that as we launch multiple campuses, we will begin to have reports where people are being baptized by the hundreds. And when we look at the aggregate, we will know that we have baptized thousands. We will see thousands receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I rejoice about that. I want you to know we will always be a Holy Ghost filled church because it's the Holy Ghost that makes the difference. It's Jesus on the inside, and when you get Jesus on the inside, he'll change everything about you. He'll give you a desire to please him. He'll give you power to walk right, power to talk right. He'll give you overcoming power. And I believe and declare that what is God is building is something where a group of people that are passionate about loving him, passionate about serving him, passionate about loving others. Praise God. I'm thankful what God is doing. I rejoice in what Jesus Christ is doing, and I give him praise. God is moving, and I want you to hear from just one person. I can highlight many people, but I'm going to ask Patricia to come. I want Patricia Sokolowski to come. She's going to share with you, I guess, her story. I want you to know she's one of the many that God has moved upon and done a powerful work in her life in 2021. Would you make Patricia feel welcome? Take your time. Hi, everyone. So I just wanted to share my story about how I came to God. Um, I didn't grow up in a church like this. I didn't grow up worshiping God like this. <laughs> I didn't know that you were supposed to have a relationship with God. I grew up going to a Catholic church on Sundays when I was younger. And then as soon as I was old enough, I stopped going because I could fight back. Um, <laughs> and... I just saw Christianity as a religion. I saw it as rules, and I didn't like it. So as soon as I was old enough, I stopped going. Um, in high school, I was the one in religion class writing essays about how God's not real. And now I'm here, so <laughs> praise God. <laughs> um, 
But that was me. Um, in high school, I just followed the crowd. I thought if I did what everyone else did, then I would be happy. I went to party. I did whatever everyone else was doing because I thought that if I fit in, if I had the approval of other people, then I would be happy, which was not the case. Um, at the end of high school, I got diagnosed with depression. Um, so I tried to do the things of the world even more to try and make myself happy, but of course that didn't work. Um, so that went on for two years. Um, and in the middle of this, I never saw God because I never knew that he could do I, I read stories that he would do miracles in the Bible, but I didn't believe it because um, I wasn't taught that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I never saw God in that, went on. Um, there would be days where like, before COVID, I would be in my room, like laying in my bed for days at a time, not try, not getting out because it was just that bad. Um, never saw God in any of that. But one day, I was just on Instagram, and most of you guys know Alex. He was here with us over the Christmas break. Um, <laughs> um he had posted a video on Instagram, and it was a testimony of someone that had come to God. Um, and I watched it, didn't think much of it, but every week he would bring more people on posting their testimonies about how they came to God and how God changed their life. Um, and I kept watching them. Every, every week he would post them, and I thought, why would this be just a bunch of rules? Why would it be just a religion if these people are going out of their way to post on social media about something that's not popular, something that the crowd doesn't follow? Um, so when, while I was laying in my bed, I would watch those videos. And then after about a month, I reached out to him and I was like, thank you for posting this. I, I didn't know what else to say. I just said, thank you. And he's like, do you want to start a Bible study? And I was like, well, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know what he was going to teach me. I was like, I know Jesus turned water into wine. Like I already know everything I got to know. Um, <laughs> but as we started doing the Bible studies, I started to learn that you're supposed to have a relationship with God and that he's there for you. He's there to help you. Um, and as I started to learn that, you know, I was depressed, but on those Bible studies, I felt peace. So throughout the whole week, like I was dark, but in those Bible studies, I felt his presence. And after a few months of doing Bible studies, um, my mental health was just getting worse. And I was like, okay, hey God, I've heard you do it in other people. Help me too. Um, a few days later, I woke up, and for the first time in two years, I woke up happy. Um, <laughs> and from that day on, didn't need antidepressants anymore. Um, <laughs> From that day, I knew God was real, and he was there for me. So that day, I decided to turn my life around. This was back in April of 2021. A few weeks later, was baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, all, all during lockdown. So before I ever stepped into church, I got the Holy Ghost. So God can move during COVID. And ever since then, I've just been following after God. That's my story. Thank you. God. Come on and give God praise. If you didn't catch that, she got the Holy Ghost outside of church. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. That's what's coming our way. Your loved ones, your neighbors, your colleagues, you're going to pray them through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost on college campuses. I'm telling you, it's here. It's real. Somebody ought to give God praise. He's greater than depression. He's greater than anxiety. He's greater than any high. He is real and he is here. Hallelujah. This is why we exist for others. There's other Patricias out there. I'm trying not to get sidetracked about this, but God starkly reminded me this past weekend of the purpose of our church. I always preach it, but we exist to help ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. We say it every Sunday, every time we gather, but I want to make it loud and clear. This church exists for others. 
We are not here to entertain you. We are not here to stop. I'm telling you, we're here to reach the broken and the downtrodden, those who have no hope, those who are looking for answers, those who are trying to figure out what to do next. We're here to let them know Jesus is here and he's real. Praise God. We're here for others. Elvis, we're here for the single mom. The single mom was trying to juggle life and be mom and dad. We're here. We're here for the, the elder who's widowed and wonders, can I have a family? We're here. We're here, Noah. We're here for young families. We're here. Are you hearing me? We are here for the rich. We're here for the broken. <laughs> We're here for the poor. We're here for the black, white, yellow, red, brown, blue, purple. I tried to name every color in the rainbow. I'm here for the Muslim. I'm here for the Sikh. I'm here for the Buddhist. I'm here for the Hindu. I'm here for the agnostic. I'm here for the Catholic. I'm here for the Presbyterian. I'm here for the Anglican. I'm here for the Baptist. I'm here for the Pentecostal. I'm here for the Evangelical. I'm here for the Charismatic. I'm here for everybody that's got a life or breath in their body because he died so that they might have life. And every Sunday we come together, every Wednesday we come together, we better never get it confused and think it's about us. It's not about our comfort. It's not about our preferences. It's not about how loud it is, how cold it is, what song we did or didn't sing. It's about others. The moment we forget, this is why I say it all the time, we don't come to consume. We come to contribute. We come to contribute. Hear me. The moment we think it's about us, the end is near. But this is not a country club. I like what Elvis said. This is a hospital. Praise God. We're a hospital. And you know what? There are going to be some people coming in with drugs and they have got addictions, but I got a high and I got an answer for them that will deliver them from every addiction that has had them bound. His name is Jesus. I got an answer for those young adults who are squandering and wandering and wandering. I'm telling you, they've got purpose on their life. And let me just say, one of the reasons why I have Patricia up here is because I'm believing and declaring, I want every young adult in this region to be a part of what God is doing at Extraordinary Church. I want every young person, I want children, I want to see God move in our young people. I know they're hungry for God. Give him praise. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I, I, I want you to be seated because I'm going to try to teach and preach and stay in here. But one of the things we talked about is this, is this is the year that the Lord spoke to me that this is the year of the stretch. And so many of us are being stretched right now. It's really uncomfortable for us because... I had like a lot happen, like 2022, talk about it, Nahara, baby. Um, I had a year in 2022, the start, I was like, God, what is going on? And he was like, well, if it were comfortable, you wouldn't be stretched. If everything was gravy, you wouldn't be stretched. Can I tell you, God is stretching us. And one of the things that we've stretched into is generosity extraordinary generosity as you know 10% of everything that comes into this house we sow it into another man's field and we did that last year we invested almost $40,000 in another man's field you might say well what does that mean pastor Akil I'll tell you what it means for the single mom we purchased a car so she could get to work we supported New Beginnings, which is a family and adoption center. We helped Ascend Church in Royal Oak, Michigan, get into their first building. And they're just a little bit older than Extraordinary Church. I'm telling you, God is moving. I could go down the list, but you all bought into the Big Give, an annual campaign that we will do every year to help ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. And we received... 
Out of $150,000 in pledges, we had $132,000 come in, and I give God praise for that. And that money isn't sitting in a bank account. I'm telling you that money is going out into a field to make a difference because God has given us this city. God has given us this region. And I'm going to ask Stacy McHugh to come because what we did, and if you don't know, Stacy helps us with our community impact. She leads our community impact, doing an amazing job. Give Stacy some love. I want her to highlight a couple of the organizations that we've partnered with and we've invested in so that you can get an understanding of your generosity and the difference it's making. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Extraordinary church. Hallelujah. God is awesome. And we already know how, how our Big Give impacted the Mississauga Food Bank. We saw the stats. We heard about that great news. One of the other organizations, the big organizations that we had pledged to give $5,000 to Sick Kids, we have given that $5,000 to Sick Kids Foundation, and that money is going to be put to great use. I don't know how many of you have ever had a sick child. It's not fun. It's not easy. I've had to bring my daughter into sick kids once. Thankfully, we didn't have to stay, but there are families that have to stay weeks, months on end. So they are doing an awesome work, and we are happy to partner with them. Amen. And the other organization that we partnered with, Haven Toronto, they serve elder homeless men. Homelessness is, uh, is a pandemic itself. We may not see it, we may be blind to it, we may not understand, but I'm just going to share a letter of thanks from their executive director. It says, Dear Pastor Thompson, it was a pleasure to meet you the other day. Thank you for taking the time to visit. I enjoyed our conversation and learning how you came to be an advocate for poverty and homelessness. Your story is touching. I can also relate to your feelings when dealing with and speaking of homelessness. We share a similar infectious passion and compassion. Pastor Thompson, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you, your family, team, and congregation for supporting our efforts to improve the quality of life for elder homeless men. We are the only center in Canada dedicated to serving this demographic. It would be an understatement to suggest that the collective we have just been through a difficult year. 2021 was unlike anything we have ever experienced, and this year may be no different, but let's hope otherwise. The pandemic has forced many organizations to close, including as many as 40% of charities and nonprofits. Like many others, Haven Toronto has had to pivot, often in the delivery of supports and services vital for one of the most vulnerable groups in the community. Fortunately, we are not alone in our efforts. Thank you for being there for us, and more importantly, for our clients. Thank you for thinking of us and including us in the Big Give. What a terrific initiative and response from your community. That's all of you. That's us. That's our efforts combined. Amen. We provided a record level of support in 2021. The most meals we have served since opening in 1933. And we anticipate similar levels in 2022. So your support will make this happen. Thank you. Thank you, EC. And we're going to continue to give and we're going to continue to serve. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Extraordinary Church. I'm telling you, God is moving and you ought to give God praise. You might be wondering, well, why are we doing all this? I'll tell you why we're doing this, because God has given us this region. And since God has given us this region, we have a responsibility not only to invest in it, but to take ownership of it. We won't tolerate poverty. We won't tolerate brokenness. We won't tolerate racism. We won't tolerate division. We will bring people together. The kingdom of God is here, and we have a better way. And I'm telling you, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. Let me tell you a couple of other things that are going to happen here that are really important. And I rejoice with what God is doing. But I want you all in this year, we want to strengthen the connection. This is so important that we strengthen the connection. And there's a couple of ways in which there's actually several ways that we can do this. But I want you to get connected to our midweek Bible connections. If you're not doing that, I want Bible connections. It's a great way every Wednesday. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, do that. 
Also, our e-groups, our small groups are about to launch in the month of April. I want you to know the degree of connectivity that you are going to feel in a small group is you cannot put a price tag on it. It is impossible with a growing church right now, the, what we believe to be the fastest growing church, right now running over about 225. You cannot come in here and know everybody, get connected to everybody, but when you meet in a small group of about 5, 10, 12 people and you begin to meet on a weekly basis, you develop relationships that are going to be enduring and a connection that is going to bring strength to your life. Get involved in an e-group. Also, we are thrilled to be launching family ministries in this year, 2022, led by Elvis and Rihanna Shivdal. This is why we're investing in our marriages. We want you to know, and let me just say this right now. This is why I didn't want to hold this mic. Praise God. But everything that we do is not to, it is not to entertain you. It's so that you can bring others. So I'm encouraging you, bring people to your e-groups, bring people, bring your neighbors, invite your colleagues to come to the marriage night. They're going to have a great time. I'm excited about what God is doing in our e-kids. And then something that we've just launched every fourth Friday, we have a time where we come together and pray. I want you to be a part of this. Come and pray with us. Come and help us touch the throne of God. Now, we are also excited because we're launching, we are launching a digital version of Growth Track. You want to be a part of this, and it starts March 16th. If you have not yet registered, register on our website. We're going to get you connected. It's going to help you discover the extraordinary life, build the extraordinary life, and live the extraordinary life. Also, a couple of other things. I could do this all day. But just a couple of others that I want to highlight in ways that we're stretching, making room. I'm so excited about what God is doing in our children and our young people and our young adults. But we, you know, sometimes you can lose them in between stages. Let me tell you what's so important. When you go from one season to the next, it's never the season that undoes you. It's the transition. And we have to help people transition. And so we are launching the Junior EC Squad. It's going to help our children transition from those elementary years to those middle school years. And we believe that God is going to keep them and navigate them. And we're going to raise up apostolic powerhouses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. We're excited about it. And they meet the 12th. Their first meeting is coming up March 12th. Now... One other thing, we believe, oh, we want, you to, we want you to not just be informed, but I want Extraordinary Church to be biblically literate. I want you to know that you know that you know. And let me just help you out right now. Like, you can fact check me. If you don't know, you're like, Extraordinary Church, what kind of church is that? I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be in the book. And you all know, like, I didn't, I didn't do it yet. I hadn't forgotten, don't worry, because I hadn't, like, read my text yet. But, like, if it's in the book, great. If it's not, it's of no concern to me. We are Bible-believing, Bible-practicing, Bible-experiencing church. Praise God. We want to help you find your gifts and your ministries. We are also setting up functional structures because God is building this thing, and we have to make sure we have the infrastructure to outfit what God wants to do. And so we have already redesigned and reorganized our organization, if you will, to accommodate what God is doing. And so we're so excited. We've got a great board of directors. We've got an amazing pastoral staff, and we have a great group of dream team leaders. And if you serve in any of those capacities, I want you to stand right now. If you're on our pastoral staff, if you're a dream team leader, praise God. I'm like, y'all, y'all, <laughs> a dream team leader or a board of director, give these leaders a round of applause. Some of them are not here right now. Some of them are out of town, but I'm thankful for a group of people who are willing to help us. And then I just want to drive home. You may be seated. You got to get connected in an e-group. You got to. I, I want to drive this home. Small groups are what's going to make it happen because when you are connected, it makes all the difference in the world. Now, if you'll let me, it's 408. I want to share a few things with you that I believe the Lord has laid on my heart, and I'll have us out of here by 434, 35. I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Give me something, praise God. Help, help daddy out. 
2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. Why don't we stand in honor of reading God's word? And when the servant, oh, I'm at verse 15, so y'all apologize. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Praise God. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Lift your Bible or that device up in the air. Praise God. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. If you believe it, give God praise. Be seated and give me just a few moments. Praise God. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to try to hit this. A man without a vision is a man without a future. And may I suggest to you that a man without a future will always give up on the battlefield of life. But today, Extraordinary Church, we not only come through COVID not giving up, but we have experienced victory, and we're going to continue to press on into victory. Come on, I'm telling you, I believe this is the year of the stretch, and somebody needs to have enough courage to open up their mouth and in faith say, stretch me, God. I believe we are to be a victorious people, extraordinary church in the kingdom of God. We are not a defeated people. We're not a people who God has permitted the enemy to run over. Paul said we are cast down, but not forsaken. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. One translation said we're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Praise God. We're a victorious people. It's built into your spiritual DNA if you've been born again. You will overcome. Jesus said, this is how we overcome the world, even our faith. When you are born again with the Spirit of God, with the evidence of speaking in another tongue as the Spirit gives us the ability to speak, when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you immediately receive a spiritual DNA of victory. You receive a victory gene, praise God. No matter what happens in your tomorrow, I want you to know that the end, I'm telling you, I know you are going to win. If you keep your faith in God, you are going to overcome victoriously. I understand battles are going to happen. I get it. They happen all the time. And I wish to the Lord that when we got through with one battle, that meant we were done fighting. But you need to understand that you are engaged in a spiritual war. Sometimes we think because we've experienced one victory in a battle that somehow we're exempt from future battles. But I want to tell you, you're going to be in a war, and as long as there is breath in your body, you're going to be in a race, you're going to be in a fight. And there's nothing wrong with you if you are in a fight, continually experiencing resistance from the enemy. But you do need to know that you are going to win. Now is not the time to give up. I want to encourage you. Now is the time to wipe the dust off the promises of God. Now is the time to wipe the dust off the callings of God. Now is the time to speak life and hope and faith into the visions God has given you. If your children are not here, you need to pray and believe and declare in faith that this is their year. I'm telling you, the good news is we're going to have victory. Never said there wouldn't be hard times. He just said they won't last always. He didn't say there wouldn't be affliction. He just said the Lord will deliver us from them all. 
He didn't say there wouldn't be weights or trials. He just said that the weight of glory would be greater than the weight of the trial. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that today. How many have experienced some weighty trials in your life, but you've experienced the glory of God too? And as heavy as the trial has been, the glory of God has been richer and realer in your life. I'm telling you, God has brought us through some things, and we ought to rejoice. We ought to rejoice because what we were told would be 15 days has turned out to be two years, but we're still here. We're still standing. We're still praising. We're still giving God the glory, and we're here to shape this day and not fear it because we have a hope that won't let people down, and we have an answer that won't disappoint, and his name is. Praise God. See, we know that we're going to keep on being victorious, but you've got to have vision. And God wants to stretch your vision. What have you been believing God for? Can I tell you, God wants to stretch that vision. Because he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. See, you need to understand that God is trying to stretch us. Some of us are insulting God with our limited thinking and our limited vision. But I want you to know that God is going to keep you, sustain you, and he is trying to stretch you to believe him for more. I, I said it. Praise God. Thank you for technology. Y'all probably wonder what that is. It's just notifications on a computer. Praise God. But I want you to know I said this a couple of Sundays ago, even though I didn't get a chance to preach it. You need to understand that you're stronger than you think you are. The woman with the issue of blood, I'm thankful for the miracle, but oftentimes we don't realize that it was the grace that sustained her until the miracle happened. The first year, the diagnosis. The second year, job loss. The third year, family strain and the disappearance of fair weather friends. The fourth year, a roller coaster of suicidal thoughts. The fifth year, the sixth year. And I know we want to rejoice over the miracle, but what we also need to rejoice over is the grace that sustains us as we're going through. You might be going through hell, but you need to understand you're going through. God has kept you, and you're stronger than you think you are. That divorce should have taken you out. That firing or that dismissal should have taken you out. That depression should have kept you in bed. But Patricia got up with joy because joy comes in the morning. I want you to know that God is a God of victory. Why are you still here? Because you're a survivor. Why did COVID not take you out? Because purpose is on your life. I'm telling you, extraordinary church, we didn't come to fear this day. We came to shape it. So let his grace reveal to you how strong it is. Let his grace reveal to you how it has the ability to keep you and sustain you. See, vision is so important. And what I'm so thankful for is vision is important for victory. Vision is important for victory. If you come in like this, you will more than likely leave. But if you come in like God, I praise you. I don't know what you're going to do, but I know you're going to see me through. I praise you because you know what? Not only are you going to see me through, when I look to my right and my left, I find myself surrounded by you. You're keeping me. I'm telling you, if you look and expect victory according to the word of God, you will experience victory. And God gives us vision. And I'm thankful in this case, God gives us vision that's one step ahead of the enemy. I want you to hear this. The Bible said that the king of Syria kept making battle plans. But God was telling the battle plans to Elisha. And Elisha would relay the information to the king of Israel. And said, don't go down there. Syria is going to come down there. And the Syrian king started losing his ever-living mind. How does Israel, how do the people of God always know what I'm going to do next? He's like, who is the traitor in my camp? They said to him, we have no traitor. 
but they have a, they have a prophet. They have a prophet in Israel who knows what we're going to do before we're going to do it. I came to tell you today, spiritual vision will always keep you out of It'll keep you out of a mess. It'll keep you out of the plan of the enemy. Jesus said, lead me not into temptation. Spiritual victory is connected to vision. When your eyes are open and you begin to see what the enemy is up to next, I'm telling you right, oh my God. This is why you have to understand his word is a lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path because God wants to illuminate. Hear me. I'm going to help somebody right now. Some of you right now, God is going to reveal to you triggers and pathways and relationships that are producing cycles in your life. Right now, if you would allow the word of God to illuminate a certain thing, you won't fall in that same trap. This is why. You know what? It doesn't remove the obstacle. I'm telling you. I've used this analogy before. But when my kids were younger, they played with Legos. And you know your house, so you don't have to turn on the lights in your house. And I remember walking through the house, and I stepped on that Lego. That's You already know it. I wish I had that meme. It's like my favorite meme, this shark coming out of the water, and his mouth is like wide open. And they're like, a rare photo of a shark stepping on a Lego. The shark is like this. But that's the truth. And you know what? It's, it's the, the thing I want you to understand is the word of God illuminates our pathway. It doesn't remove the obstacle. So the moment I turn on the light in my place after I stepped on that Lego or those toys, it didn't remove them, but it helped me see so I could navigate around them. I'm telling you, if you would allow the word of God to illuminate your relationships, to illuminate your world, you would say, oh, yeah, you're not going to get me. It's not going to remove the relationship, but now you see a different way, and you can walk around it. And you can walk into what God has for you. You already understand. See, I'm going to help you out right now. God is going to reveal to you. I'm telling you, as he's stretching you, some of you have habits and have some things that are trying to take you out. And God's going to reveal to you the triggers. And instead of going to those things, God says, all right, you're going to be able to say, no, 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 not today. Here's what I am going to do, though. I'm going to fall on my knees and lift my hands, and I'm going to begin to give God praise. I'm going to begin to declare the word of the Lord, and you won't find yourself in those cycles. I'm telling you, God is trying to stretch you. God is trying to get you out of those dysfunctional things that have been bringing harm to your life. It's a year of stretching and illumination, and if you're thankful, give him praise. We see... Here's, here's what I want you to know, because you all know I've preached this text many times. And we had, we had uh, Brother Marquez with us, my man Antonio Marquez, and he gave us a, prof- a prophetic word. He said divine provision. Now, see, what y'all don't know is when we had, we had a Bishop Shalm here this past Sunday, uh, we had him to our house. You know, not all the time do I take the speakers out, but I try to just we go to a nice little restaurant or something. But not that, not last Sunday. I said, Bishop, you coming to the house. Praise God. They came on by the house, and we just had some food, and we got the sermon after the sermon. Praise God. We had church after church, and they began to just flow in the Holy Ghost and begin to declare some things. And did he not say it, baby? He said, divine provision is coming. I'm telling you, and he had no clue what Brother Marcus said. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is doing something. So let me show you something about this text. See, vision. Oh, my God. Please don't miss this. Please, Lord, open their understanding. I'm going to pray that right now. Open their eyes so they might see in the name of Jesus. Vision illuminates the resources at your disposal. God gives you spiritual vision so you can become more aware of the spiritual resources you have available to you. Young man comes back, prophet, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? His vision could not see the resources. He was looking. He was looking with his natural eyes. He was surrounded. He said, we're surrounded, man of God. What are we going to do? The prophet wakes up. He says, come here, son. 
Lord, open his eyes that he might see that there are more who are here that are for us. Oh, if you could just understand vision will help you see the resources that are available at your disposal. I'm here to prophesy to you, extraordinary church fam, God has given us everything that we need according to his word. If you'll just exercise your faith and allow your vision to come into kingdom alignment with his, you will understand that we lack no good thing. It's impossible, for we are complete in him. I'm telling you, more than one building is coming. I'm telling you, more people are coming. I'm telling you, more resources are coming. I'm telling you, promotions are coming. Why? Because the vision will reveal the resources that are available for his kingdom. Oh, my God, help us. Help us. You got help. You need to hear me. I'm trying to encourage you. You got help. You're not alone. You are not outnumbered. You are not outdone. The enemy doesn't have more money in his kingdom than God has in his. Praise God. I'm telling you, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Come on. God's kingdom is not in trouble because of inflation. God's kingdom is a blessed kingdom with resources. Whew. So we get in a fight. And that's what some of us do. COVID happens. Things happen. And we panic. We have a nervous breakdown. We're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? That's my 15 minutes. So y'all know what that meant. But let me just help you. Prayer is not the last resort. It's the first option. See, you have to understand, you're the righteousness of God. You're the head and not the tail. I want to tell you, spiritual resources are at your, resort, uh, at your disposal. God is waiting on you to stop looking at the enemy and start looking to the hills from which cometh your help. The devil is nervous every morning that you might get an understanding of who you are in Jesus Christ. Because the spirit of the living God is alive inside of you. Praise God. And see, man, I'm telling thank you. I feel victory in this house. I'm telling you, you are not going to die. You are not going to stop. You are not going to quit. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I see victory. I don't see you waving a white hanky of defeat and giving up. I see you waving a banner of righteousness, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jehovah is fighting for you. You've got the victory. Praise God. Oh, my Jesus. So, let me just tell you one more thing, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done. We're going we're gonna to shift. I feel this. But here's what's really cool. I've preached this text probably 10 different ways. But here's the part that I didn't read or expose. When he opens up the servant's eyes and he sees that they're surrounded. <laughs> then the prophet speaks and says, Lord, strike these Syrians with blindness. I'm telling you, as we're being stretched, the enemy won't have a clue what God is doing in your life. Let me just help you out right now. He is a, a, Satan is not omnipresent. He is not omniscient. I'm telling you right now that the Lord is going to blind the eyes of the enemy trying to attack you and oppose you. He will be clueless of what's happening in your life. He won't be able to see what God is assembling, what God is building in you, what God is preparing you for. I'm telling you the enemy is about to be debilitated in your life and you'll be able to walk in victory unencumbered and enjoy the stretching as God readies you for something great praise God I want you to stand thank you Jesus praise God kingdom culture kingdom culture praise God See, a vision from heaven will give you hope in the midst of your darkest days. 
A vision from heaven will make you not give up when everyone else has quit. A vision from heaven will inspire you to accomplish the purpose of God. A vision from heaven will motivate you to build the house of God. That's why you and I need vision. We need some of God's vision right now. Oh, see, imagine with me a church that connects with all people of all ages, making room for every age group, generation, and season of life. Imagine a church that unites people from all walks of life, from different cultures, races, and backgrounds under the umbrella of kingdom culture. Imagine a place where people are healed and they don't have to put on a facade. Imagine where they don't have to deal with the weight of religiosity, but they can come and fall on their knees because they're not worried about being judged, but they can find people that are get down on their knees with them and pray with them and cry with them and rejoice with them. We're in that kind of community. I want you to know you are not alone. This is why we're the perfect church for imperfect people. But here's what I want you to understand. It's so important we come into kingdom alignment with his word. See, when a prophetic word is released, we have to pray it into fruition. The earth realm has to be moved into alignment with the kingdom. The same prophet, the same prophet, when he had a word and said, hey, you know what? Uh, it's, it's coming. It's, this rain is coming. You know what he did? The Bible says, the Bible says that he, he, he bowed down. You know what he was doing? <laughs> I need you to hear me, EC fam. He was getting in a spiritually birthing position. Declaring the word of the Lord. If we will learn to posture ourselves in this right here, there's going to be a stretching that's coming. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus Christ, there are multiple campuses that are coming to Extraordinary Church. I'm telling you the broken is coming. I'm telling you the hurting are coming. And we've got the answer. I'm telling you families are coming. Young adults are coming. And not only are they coming, we are going to them. This is why we have to do this. We're going deeper so that we can stretch out. Watch this. I want to show you Isaiah 54 in the message. Look at this. It says, sang barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song. You who have never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. This is our scripture for the year. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. We're going to need lots of room for the growing family of God here at Extraordinary Church. You're going to take over whole nations. You might think we're crazy, but I believe God has given us Canada. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. I'm telling you right now, don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You're going to forget all about the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. For your maker is your bridegroom. His name, God of the angel armies. Your redeemer is the holy one of Israel, known as the God of the whole earth. Praise God. I want you to lift your hands right now. And I want you to begin to cry out. I know we didn't discuss this, babe. I want you to come and maybe sing something. I don't know right now. But I just want you to lift your hands. And I want you to begin to receive this word as God is beginning to stretch some of you. 
right now, I want you to just begin to reach out to God and posture yourself so that you say, Lord, if you want to do it in me, if you want to do it through me, do it in my life, do it through me. Why don't you begin to cry out to him in the name of Jesus Christ? Come on, don't be afraid. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. I'm telling you, God is trying to stretch you right now. I feel the Holy Ghost pulling on some of you. Come on, he's trying to pull you out of where you are. He's trying to pull you out of where you are. Don't get comfortable. Don't settle. Come on and say, God, stretch me. We're going to receive communion in just a moment, but I feel the Holy Ghost just stretching us. Come on, don't you feel that? There's some of you who want to respond in a different way. Let me just release you right now. There is a freedom in this place. There is a freedom in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. You are free. The enemy is no longer going to bind you. If you want to come up here to the front and you want, come on, I want to encourage you to come. If you want to begin to walk around, I want to encourage you. Walk, I'm telling you, you're being stretched. Don't wait, come on. Come on, if you feel the Holy Ghost, come on and do that by faith in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's it. Come on and step out. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. This is your time. This is your season. This is this hour. It's now. Come on. Think big. Stretch out. Use plenty of rope. You're going to need lots of elbow room for what God wants to do in your life. They say this mountain can't be moved. Hallelujah. Yes. They, they say, say these chains will never break. But they don't, don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. There is no We've heard the tide will never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There is power in your name. So much power. So much power in your name. Hallelujah. Move the stretching right now come on some of you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost God wants to fill you right now as you just stretch out stretch out and reach out in faith come on that's it some of you are looking for restoration right there just by yourself God's about to show you how real he is how strong he is lift those hands and reach out in faith come on this is what he said you
praise God. Praise God. Why don't you just begin to bless him? Come on and begin to love on him all over this house. Come on, that's beautiful. Come on, that's wonderful. Praise God. Come on, that's beautiful. There's a stretching happening in the name of Jesus. Yes, there's a stretching happening in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I want to direct you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.